Welcome to the DC Animated Movie Show, a YouTube series and podcast for the prestigious, ongoing catalog of DC Animated Movies. I am your host, Benjamin David. We are live here on Instagram at Batman Beyond Media with our IG Q&A on 2018's Death of Superman. We asked you guys on Instagram which DC Animated Movie we should talk about this week, and we got two suggestions uh, for Superman movies. So we'll start with Death of Superman, uh, mostly because I just watched it recently and it's the Superman movie I <laughs> uh, have most fresh in my mind. So today's Q&A is actually going to be mostly polls, uh, but I do have some questions for you guys live with us on Instagram. Um, so I can drop those questions in for you guys while we're doing the polls. Uh, what up, everybody? So if you're live with us here on Instagram, please let us know what you thought of 2018's Death of Superman. And feel free to chime in on the Q&A. Uh, but please hang tight while I get through the pod intro, and then we'll get to your questions. Because the audio from this will be on our DC Animated Movie Show podcast. So just hang tight uh, while, I go, while I get through the intro. Uh, please subscribe to the pod if you don't already. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and again, we are DC Animated Movie Show. And don't forget about the DCAMS YouTube series. You can find that show on our Above and Batman Beyond channel. So be sure to subscribe there as well so you don't miss an ep. And speaking of DCAMS, the last episode was our, uh, excuse me, our Q&A for 2020's Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. The endgame level finale to the 15-film DC animated movie universe. And in DC live action, yesterday was our podcast episode for my reaction to the Suicide Squad trailer. Uh, we also did a two-part review for Zack Snyder's Justice League two episodes before that. Uh, just like the YouTube channel, that's on our Above and Batman Beyond podcast, so please subscribe to that pod as well. You can find that show on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, Robbie Toys, I absolutely love the movie. It was well done. Agreed. Love Death of Superman. So again, we have our IG Q&A on Death of Superman, hearing your thoughts and questions on the film. Uh, thanks beyond to everyone who participated. 2018's Death of Superman is now streaming on HBO Max, along with the entire Decamu, in fact. The entire DC animated movie universe of which Superman is a part. Uh, so for the pod listeners, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, again, we are at Batman Beyond Media. And be sure to join us for our next Q&A. And we also have an Instagram for the show itself. Follow us there as well. We are DC Animated Movie Show. Please stay tuned in our YouTube channel. Again, that's Above and Batman Beyond. And stay tuned here at the podcast for even more Justice Society World War II coverage to come. Uh, including our upcoming behind-the-scenes coverage of the movie. And if you haven't already, uh, excuse me, and if you haven't already heard our podcast trailer reaction for that movie, then go back, check out that podcast episode as well. And finally, one last thing before we get started. If you haven't heard the two-minute trailer episode I dropped last night uh, on the podcast feed, I wanted to remind you guys that the new episodes of the DC Animated Movie Show will now be dropping every Wednesday instead of Monday. Sorry for the confusion, but it's better for the Above and Batman Beyond podcast to take the Monday slot since our YouTube channel uh, videos drop Sunday, and then we can then drop the audio the following day on Monday. Uh, and not to worry, we're not going anywhere. You can still subscribe to the DC Animated Movie Show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, only difference, new episodes, once, uh, once again, are now on Wednesday instead of Monday. All right, Metropolis. Let's get to the Q&A, see what you guys had to say about 2018's Death of Superman. Again, these questions and polls uh, come from our Instagram, at Batman Beyond Media. All right, everybody, thank you for hanging in there. Bat72, what up? Gracieleta, Edward Jimenez, what up, what up, what up? We are now. Uh, intro is over. 
So, all right, those of us joining us here on Instagram, once again, thank you for your patience. Please feel free to drop us a question anytime or let us know what you thought of 2018's Death of Superman. Uh, so what we're going to do is go through our IG polls and Q&A, during which time I'll also give you my thoughts on the movie, of course. Uh, mostly polls this episode, but I do have some questions for those of us joining us uh, live. I also have some highlights of the movie that I jotted down while watching it. Um, so we'll be hitting those moments throughout as well, kind of a walkthrough highlight list. Up front, uh, actually, even before the up front for me part... <laughs> What I think of the movie. Uh, some quick IMDb trivia. This movie, 2018's Death of Superman, had two directors, uh, Jake Costarana and Sam Liu. It was written by Peter Tomasi. Cast is the Dekamu cast that we got through uh, for most of the 15 movies throughout, which is uh, Jerry O'Connell as our titular Superman, Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane, Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor, Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, Christopher Gorham as The Flash, Matt Lanter as Aquaman, my boy from uh, Throne of Atlantis, and we have Shamar Moore as Cyborg, Niambi Niambi as our, I think this is the premiere of Martian Manhunter in this universe, one of the few times we see him, uh, Jason O'Mara as Batman, and another important person, uh, Patrick Fabian as Hank Henshaw, <laughs> and then we have... Uh, sorry, what's his name? Something Cress? It's on the following page. <clears throat> sorry, but that Cress Williams is John Henry Irons. And those two characters are important because they're going to return in the reign of the Superman. <clears throat> Which, in case you're not familiar, Death is a two-parter. Uh, <clears throat> it's a two-part movie, Death and Reign of the Superman, just like the comics in the early 90s. On which these are directly uh, based. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's go through the polls. All right, so how do we pull up our polls here on Instagram? Let's see. Dink. Search. No, it's not there. The questions. Questions for your viewers. I can't pull up polls here. Let's see. Sorry about that, guys. I guess I'll go through my camera roll. I had them on my camera roll. <laughs> Um, so which, uh, which death of Superman story do you prefer? I thought this one was fascinating. So 50%, like I said, there's reign of the Superman, which is the sequel to death of death of Superman 50, 50, 50, 50 on the dot we have, uh, between reign and death. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm personally on the side of death. This is my jam, this movie. Um, but that's pretty cool. What do you guys think here on Instagram? Is it is it death for you or is it rain? <clears throat> oh, I can put it right here. Okay, I'm, I'm still learning how to go live. <laughs> so this is the uh, another poll. Uh, would you recommend 2018's Death of Superman? 93% said yes. 7% said no. So those are good numbers. <laughs> uh, how do I go back to the camera roll? Choose different assets. Stop sharing. Let's do that for a second. I don't know if I necessarily want to share um, my camera roll. In this decamu uh, of movies, in this DC animated movie universe, Clark has dated both Wonder Woman and Lois Lane. Uh, whose team are you on for Clark's lady? 63% uh, said Team Wonder Woman and, uh, sorry, Team Diana, and 37% said Team Lois. So that's interesting. More of you uh, want the non traditional. Wonder Woman uh, for Clark, whereas I'm, I'm a classic 
I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that because I have said a lot that I guess what I've always said is I've always defended Wonder Woman and, and Clark together. Um, but I don't know. For me, it's Lois and Clark, baby. Uh, Rob D. Toys. I'm not sure. I think both equal because I view it as one big video. Yeah, the death and rain. That's an interesting point. It is really just one continuous thing. Um, and I probably should have said before, Justice Society World War II, that's the coverage that we have coming up. But we're definitely going to do Reign of the Supermen either next episode or next few episodes. It just makes sense uh, covering death this episode. Uh, so just up front for me, I like this movie a lot. Uh, I don't love it, but I like it. I love what it's about, though. It's about identity, right? And for characters in these stories, uh, you know, we hear secret identity thrown around a lot. But if you get deeper into that with character and even philosophically, like, you know, identity is that which makes up a person. Um, and for a guy who's struggling with being a person slash a human being, what does identity mean for that guy? So the, the question of identity for any character is a big deal. For any superhero character, maybe even a bigger deal. And even deeper, deeper, for an alien who's questioning uh, what he is in the most deepest way, in the most deep way, it's, it's fascinating to get kind of this um, super deep look at, at, at Superman. And I also think it's, hola, Chabon, what up, what up Walter Bielby? Um, I also think it's cool that it's in the movie where it, the death of Superman. So again, it's about identity. It's about his secret identity. It's about, um, you know, Clark secret identity insofar as he doesn't want to reveal it to Lois, you know, he wants to be Superman. He wants to do what's right. He wants to save the world, but he also is a small town guy. Like he says, I'm just a small town guy who wants to do the right thing. That is Superman. I love that that's a line in the movie. I think that's perfect in this. Uh, Edward Jimenez, 3541. Do you think Lois Lane will have superpowers in a Superman movie someday? That's an interesting question. If they did like the Iron Man 3 Pepper Potts thing. Uh, or the... Um, sure, why not? You know, I think though, the thing with Lois Lane not having powers is that she's... Her superpower is her intelligence and her balls... <laughs> For someone who doesn't have any powers, right? Like she's she's willing to be right there, either on a helicopter or in the middle of a war zone and a, and a superhero fight, uh, whether she has powers or not. And for journalism's sake, not even for, you know, she's getting paid as a journalist, not even as a soldier or anything. So uh, I don't know what that means in Espanol. I don't know if I should say it. Te gusta me. I'm afraid what is to follow is something I shouldn't say on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> I, do know, I do know what Tegusta means. But yeah, I mean, a movie about identity, Clark asking who who I am as Clark. This is an earlier Superman in this Dekamu in this DC animated movie universe. So, you know, where is his places as Clark Kent? Um, how is he supposed to relate with his girlfriend when he can't reveal everything about himself? When he is a small town farm boy, uh, that, as he says, when his the Kents are over his house, you know, and, and Lois is there, I was raised not to talk about myself. So for a guy who wants to be humble and is humble and is a farm boy, he doesn't want to talk a lot about himself, but he's discovering who he is and he's discovering where he fits into this greater world as a hero as well um, and has to keep a secret identity his relationships developing with Lois, uh, a lot of reveals in this, like we get 
uh, big moments with him and Lois, which also play into the identity thing of him revealing his secret identity. That's huge. Like Clark Kent revealing his secret identity to Lois. And I thought they did a fantastic job. Jerry O'Connell and um, Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job. And they just good direction, good writing. That was a really good moment for a movie packed with action. And that'll be my next point here. Uh, The action in this was amazing. But like, yeah, you know, so again, I love what it's about, the, all the stuff with identity. And I also love that it, it tying into the identity a bit, you know, who does this guy mean maybe to himself or, and him asking how the world looks at him. Then we get to see how the world looks at him. We get to see from different people's point. I think Bibbo was the guy's name. Like we have the most, he even says to himself, uh, spoilers, Superman dies. It's the death of Superman. But uh when Superman dies, he's like, how, God, how could you take him? Like, I'm just some simple redneck. And he, it's him in the movie saying this. I'm not calling anyone rednecks. But he's like, I'm just a simple redneck. And you can see that that's why Bibbo might be a weird character. Like, why is this a character in this movie? But you're getting the perspective of, like, the everyday man, as everyday as it gets, is a Bibbo redneck dude named, you know, in Metropolis. Then you have the sophisticated, uh, you know, badass uh, reporter Lois Lane who's in love with him then you have the there's just so many people in this and, and it's all about like who is Superman to you and when we see that flag at the end <clears throat> the iconic you know cape flying at the at the the site of their fight the site of his death his sacrifice it's like what does that S mean to you so um, I think it's about a lot of cool stuff I just don't necessarily like I don't I'm not in love with the movie. I just don't think it, it it's not, um, I, I don't think I teared up at any moment and that's these days not too hard for me to do. There are really amazing moments in this movie. Um, I just don't, I think that for something as impactful as the death of Superman, I think they did a great job. I just, I don't love it. And also I'm not a Superman guy. I liked Superman. I definitely do. Um, but he's just, not really my um not my jam for the most part what up exam united is everything uh let's get to another poll people poll people uh which movie oh we already did that did you like did you like death of superman 93 percent said yes seven percent said no uh, so that's pretty unanimous. Nice. So for you guys on Instagram, um, what is your favorite? Again, this a lot of this movie is about identity and Clark's relationship with Lois. What is your favorite Superman and Lois moment in this movie? What is your favorite Superman and Lois moment in this movie? I'll ask you another question in the meantime. Uh, what did you guys think of the Justice League in this movie? What do you guys think of the Justice League? in 2018's death of superman uh so now we're going to go through my as you guys answer those questions uh my walkthrough highlights uh so just kind of i guess highlights of my walkthrough walkthrough highlights whatever you want to call it uh, as i watched death of superman and the things that kind of stood out to me uh in this movie uh so it's always good to start with action this intro fight with Mannheim. i think any movie especially a superhero movie it's always good to start off with action I love the tentacle cables that uh, Mannheim has. Superman 
Superman's line, ever wonder what it feels like to fall from a great distance? <laughs> you know, brings him up in the air, drops him. Looks like it hurts. Superman is, a lot of people have said, like kind of a dick in this universe. And, uh, you know, we covered Justice League Dark Apocalypse War last episode. And this Superman is hardcore. Like, he's not, he doesn't pull punches. He, and uh, so th- it's, this I thought was a good intro for this style of Superman. Uh, Man- Manheim's plan was to take the mayor hostage. And then he tries to transport away from the scene with a mother box that we got back in uh, Justice League. Uh, Justice League War and the same mother boxes that we got, uh, Dark Side's mother boxes that we got throughout the the same Decamu throughout the uh, DC animated movie universe. What up, Mauricio Gonales? Um, what did you think of 2018's Death of Superman? Again, uh, what do you guys think of the Justice League? What do you guys think of the action in Death of Superman? I thought it was superb i thought for a universe that is going all in with the blood and just um oh yeah and i meant to say this in my initial thoughts like for a universe that's just going all in with and it gets criticized i think rightfully so sometimes with how bloody and adult it is um this movie wasn't really adult i don't think there was any swearing in it at all but man like when doomsday is just picking up cars and smashing people with it you're seeing blood go everywhere it's brutal. Like, this movie is brutal. <laughs> uh, not as many guts or anything as, as, like, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, but um, it's definitely rough. We have, uh, I like Superman's line before it cuts to the opening credits and the opening title. No one tears my city apart and gets away with it. And, I, you know, it's cool, too, that he's like, man, I, we've been through this. <laughs> No one tears my city apart and gets away with it. Um, it establishes that these two have been at it for a while, and Mannheim is an ongoing, uh, I say ongoing a lot, I found, villain of Superman. Pretty good musical theme for this movie. Uh, I'm not in love with it, but it's pretty good. I'm pretty sure it's Frederick Weidman. Uh, let me check on that right now. Frederick Weidman, I discovered him through my Throne of Atlantis Uh <laughs> video that we did here on the YouTube channel. Yeah, music by Frederick Weidman. He has done most of the Decamu, most of the DC animated movie universe um, scores. Save the Justice League Dark movie. He didn't do that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if he did the one of the Teen Titans movies, but because there was a bunch of emo and like other music in that. But Fred McWyman did uh, a lot of other stuff, and I'm pretty sure he did Apocalypse War as well. Don't quote me there. Um, but anyway, Fred McWyman is pretty awesome. I just, you know, it's it sounds very Superman. He did a good job. Just I don't love it, but I do love a lot of Fred McWyman's work. I think his Aquaman stuff and the Batman theme and the Son of Batman, which is cool if you watch the Decamo, because again, I. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I told you guys this yet, but I watched the whole Decamo recently, all 15 movies while I was sick. Again, that's why we didn't have two weeks of episodes. I was just lying. I just wanted to watch the whole Decamo. Uh, no, but while I was sick, I was like, look, I got the DC animated movie show. Let me watch all these movies. All 15, watched them straight through. And um, you hear that Son of Batman theme, Frederick Wyden scene that comes uh, up to, I think, Apocalypse War, if I'm not mistaken. You just hear it throughout. That's pretty cool to get those callbacks in this universe. Anthony Thomas Brooks, what up? I appreciated this Decamu a lot more. Death of Superman, I probably um, 
also should have said this up front, like he, or sorry, this movie is one that is a lot better than I remembered it. I remember this being like almost all action and not meaning nearly as much. I remember really liking the Superman revealing his identity to Lois, but I, beside that, I was kind of like, eh, it's mostly action, this and that. I think this movie, I still think Reign of the Superman is okay. This is a lot better than I remember it. Uh, I think this is a, a good movie. I really do. So Flash and Cyborg, <laughs> sorry, so the Intergang crew, uh, of which um, Mannheim seems to be the leader there, has had both Motherbox and Apocalyptian armor. Flash and Cyborg show up to the hostage scene afterward, bringing Silas and ultimately Steel into this. So Cyborg analyzes the uh, armor that comes off of the Intergang guys, Mannheim and his boys, and he's like, look, this has some... Uh, <laughs> Apocalyptian armor, and not only does he this is this dude messing around with the mother box, but it's got Apocalyptian armor. So that's a cool way to kind of tie in the Justice League War, and that's our continuity is is all the dark Sidian stuff, all the Apocalyptian stuff. Um, Clark invites Lois. Oh, and I like, sorry, this is what I meant to say. When Flash and Cyborg show up to the hostage scene afterward, uh, he's like, Flash, could you clean up? He's like, again? Because that would be what Flash is pretty good at. He can do a quick cleanup. And then Cyborg makes a joke. He's like, my apartment could do a nice once-over. <laughs> this universe, you know, has a, a fair amount of humor. Enough to just sprinkle throughout, which I always think is good. Uh, Clark invites Lois to look at the Kryptonian tech. I should say Superman. So it's like a Superman-Lois interview. This is before the point in the movie where he, you know, reveals his secret identity, of course. Um, and shows her the old school Kryptonian rocket that he was brought to uh, Earth in, which is going to come into play later on. Then he gets, then he gives her this hologram kind of uh, history lesson of Krypton, very short history lesson. But it's more about once again, this movie is about identity. Who is this alien? Who is this? Uh, savior of ours, the Superman, who is Clark Kent. Uh, but he's like, you are now looking at the last son of Krypton's nanny. <laughs> so that, I just thought that was a funny uh, way to put the like the guide, the Kryptonian guide that's in the Kryptonian computer um, that he has. Like normally at the Fortress of Solitude and stuff, but as we're going to talk about, that's we're not getting that until the post-credit sequence of this. Again, this is an earlier Superman in this whole Dekamu. And I think, as I said earlier on, I'm pretty sure this is the first Superman solo movie throughout this entire universe. And it's almost toward the end of this entire universe. The universe ends 2020. Uh, and we don't get these movies until 2018, 2019. Kind of ironic, too, because Superman is the head of the Justice League. But, um, of course, everything is Batman-centric when it comes to movies. So they probably needed to do that. Batman's kind of the spine of this universe, and Superman's a little more of an afterthought, I guess. Uh, but not really, because afterward, or, or I should say in like the third act of this whole thing, it's like all about the Superman stuff. I'll also add this too, like to my Justice League Dark Apocalypse War review. I should have mentioned that like in my the video that I had made, uh, which I do mention in that review as well, like or in that Q and A as well. Um, when I talk about how it ties up 
you know, everything. It ties up the Teen Titans. It ties up the Suicide Squad that we meet. It ties up the Son of Batman stuff. It ties up um, everybody, right? I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. But I didn't even mention the whole Superman crew. Like, the Death and Rain crew come in at the in in apocalypse war like we see john henry irons and and the Superboy. so um i should have mentioned that but there is a lot that just shows you how much there is in just like dark apocalypse war but yeah if you're a fan of the kind of the superman pocket of this to um that is in jail dark apocalypse war if you haven't seen it definitely check out that movie and then, which is perfect for this movie and, and what's about to happen very soon, is that Clark, you know, reveals his identity to Lois. He goes and meet my parents. So she gets to meet the Kryptonian parents. Then she gets to meet, as I uh, mentioned earlier, the Kent parents, which comes into our story here. You know, Lois gets to meet all the parents, which is important because we're, um, we're getting kind of all the sides of who this guy is, where he comes from. And that he strangely has four parents, not just two. I love the people outside of the outside of where all this Kryptonian tech is. Just like random passerbys and people in cars. You do you, Superman. <laughs> and he's like, thank you. And then the woman, uh, there's like this pretty good looking lady. And she's like, hey, Superman, looking good. <laughs> that just would be the day to day of Superman. I like that. Um, and then, of course, it's great to just see Superman flying with Lois, like giving her a ride to the Daily Planet. What gets better than that? I thought it was a great characterization of Lois in this. I didn't think she was like beating you over the head, you know, um, I don't need a man or anything like that. But it was um, still very Lois Lane. Like she doesn't <laughs> need a man, but... She happens to love the most powerful man in the world. and um, But she loves him for being the humble farm boy, which is what's great. And I love the banter that they have. You know, breaks his balls, calling him Smallville. And then at some point, Cat uh, Grant's like, I knew something was going on between you guys when you stopped calling him Smallville. So uh, Clark gets the, sorry, lost my spot, as I always do. Clark gets the exclusive on Intergang. Of course, what a surprise. Maybe it's because he beat the shit out of all of them when he was Superman. Lois takes Clark into the janitor closet. <laughs> I mean, I love this line. You're always on fire after seeing him. You know, she takes him into the janitor closet. They start making out. And then, he, and then I just think that's a funny line. Like, if you did have two identities and you were fast enough and convincing enough that your girlfriend didn't know the difference but she wants both of you she would be hot after seeing the super powered one um it also speaks to his performance and how powerful those glasses seem to be that she doesn't realize she's making out with superman right after that what up danger girl ac um this is where they have their argument about he's like look my parents are coming to town i don't know what and she's like look i don't want to have to worry about whether a guy likes me or not and i'm not imitating her like she's being a bitch either it's just like she's i, I like that she's like look i'm not waiting around for a dude who doesn't know whether he likes me or not so that's cool 
Star Labs, uh, John Henry Irons rocks a Superman shirt and then fans out like fangirls and Superman. I thought that was cute. Victor and Silas's relationship is healing. Um, you know, Justice League War, the classic Victor and Silas uh, kind of dad you'd ever supported my football thing and this and that and his dad kind of was a shitbag until his son of course uh you know is almost a quadriplegic and the mother box can save him so he does that and turns his son into cyborg so all of that drama you know typical family thanksgiving drama uh is healing in this so we get to see some continuity stuff play out intergang metal is stronger than victor that was such a dick line from his dad and i thought that was good character work too like his dad just shows you how little tact this guy has like dude you're trying to heal your relationship with your son you might not want to say something like wow this metal is stronger than you victor because <laughs> it it turns out that this metal is uh some synthesized like kryptonian and it was synthesized for the suits of the intergang gang uh which brings our boy superman to only one person that would be able to adapt that kind of shit here on earth and that is i was about to say his boy not his boy his anti-boy and that is uh lex luthor but we'll get to that in a second um or sorry no we are there luthor is on house arrest uh i love seeing his like huge penthouse kind of like dojo workout spot uh superman investigates luthor adapting tech for earth for intergang i mentioned that before and you know he's like he's got the bracelet which has the the ankle bracelet that people have for house arrest which is like a sensor for the cops or whatever and now this one has uh kryptonian stuff on it he's like oh these are just green jewels uh this is just you know green decoration that i put on here it's like yeah okay lex luthor i'll believe that lex luthor what up el collecto thank you for joining us on youtube the other night and what up slim sibu um we're talking about 2018's death of superman let us know what you guys thought of that movie uh we just did some polls some q a see if we have another poll left i think we're done with the polls um so what did you guys think of the justice league in this another question uh what is your favorite part of death of superman honestly i think my favorite part of death of superman i gotta say is uh is just the lois and clark stuff is when he says you know i think that's the one the part when he says i'm just i'm just a guy from a small town who wants to do the right thing that is perfect like that is superman and the classic nature of those two characters and him revealing his secret identity you know the first superhero ever the first secret identity type hero that uh in in our mythology of superhero comics him revealing to lois lane um who he is that's just classic shit El Collecto, I haven't seen the movie. <gasps> How dare you? That's okay. This is our Batman Beyond uh, Instagram, so I'll let that one go. No worries. <laughs> Lois is worried about Clark uh, breaking up with her the whole time, so Clark being shady, Clark uh, you know, trying to juggle being Superman, and Clark Kent, that obviously he's not the most slick when he is Clark, so he's not pulling it off, and she's very sharp. <laughs> 
I love her girl talk with Cat Grant, and Cat Grant's just like, yeah, you got something to worry about with this guy. <laughs> Introduced to Hank, uh, Hank Henshaw working on a space shuttle, uh, who turns out to be Cyborg Superman in Reign of the Superman, who we also get in the uh, post-credits. You can always count on Superman. That's <laughs> so sad. So right before the uh, doomsday packed asteroid comes through a boom tube and, and kills our boy working on a satellite, he says that you can always count on Superman. Which, once again, goes back to the, you know, who is Superman to you? And I probably should have said this about, you know, what this movie is about. One thing I love that it's about very much is people's differing, I guess I kind of said it, of like, what does Superman mean to you? But I should have used as examples Lex Luthor and Hank Henshaw because that's two totally opposing uh, characters that on uh, two completely opposing ideologies on how to approach Superman and who this guy is and should we trust him to the point of, you know, one of them has blind faith. <laughs> uh, you know, you can always count on Superman and then Lex Luthor has zero faith. So much so that he wants to get rid of, like he wants to kill, in, in his words, kill him in their infancy, the next Ubermensch they find, the next superpowered meta to kill them in their infancy because he is tired of having a Superman in his city. He wants to be the protector of his city. He is tired of having Superman around. Um, so it's cool to get these like totally opposing ideologies of what this uh, superpowered alien would have, which we got a lot of, of course, in um, Batman v Superman. That movie, you know, I wasn't personally a fan of it a lot, but I did like philosophically and ideologically what it was about. There were very clear kind of like should we trust just have blind faith in this alien that could take us all out and I'll look what this guy could do in the 20 minute ending of man of steel <laughs> el collecto i did see the suicide squad trailer but i haven't seen your reaction sorry how dare you that's okay i'll let that go no worries um check it out it's on our youtube channel above and batman beyond it's on our, also on our podcast of the same name, you know it. You've been following us for years. Thank you for uh, joining in on the Q and A once again. Um, this, I already said, the boom two opens with two asteroid-looking rocks. We know, of course, that is going to be doomsday. Uh, unidentified debris is what they are told in the satellite. Luthor sneaks into LexCorp's secret office with a uh, really funny disguise of red hair, which I think, of course, is a nod. Excuse me, to when he does have hair. And is a total dick to all of his scientists. This dude just walks into this lab and talks nothing but shit to these people. Calls them stupid. Um, you know, he, he's over the shoulder of one of the scientists working. I can see one of us knows. <laughs> or I can see one of us knows Euclid's, you know, principle or whatever. And it's not you. I mean, he is just... Calls one of them... Uh, I don't know, like actually calling them names throughout. He is not nice, which uh, I don't know what that's all about, Lex Luthor. I guess it just proves who Lex Luthor really is. Uh, he's hellbent, and he gives this little speech uh, that I was mentioning before on taking out the next, quote, Ubermensch, the, which in German means Superman. In Italian, Superwomo. But yeah, let's, the Ubermensch, the, Ubermensch, Superman, these are things that... Uh, Hitler also, awkwardly to say that name, but like, you know, 
Hitler thought that there was this kind of perfection that uh, that's what that the German that's why that's the most kind of popular version of it is both him and, and mostly because Nietzsche I think uh, in German philosophy is that you know he talked about that people could achieve this what is uh, what Superman is is like at at one point maybe in human history humanity could reach this uh, level of human perfection which of course is bullshit but uh but yeah anyway so like i think it's interesting though to get this to get luthor standing up going like look next time we see one of these uber mentions we're crushing them in their infancy uh then we cut back to henshaw superman will save us you can always count on superman which is what i was saying before we get cut direct cuts back and forth to these ideologies of one guy going like, we got to find this Superman or the next one, proactively taking out the powerful, cutting to a guy who's like, look, we're not going to die. There's no way. Superman will save us. Total blind faith. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I was talking about this before. Clark wanting to keep his identity slash lives separate. So, you know, who is Superman? Who is Clark Kent? It's interesting to get all these questions in the same story that we kill him off. <laughs> Uh, be, which I don't mean to laugh, but it's, it, it's, it is still clever though, because what does Superman mean to you? Because once he's gone, how are you going to reflect on that? Um, that is kind of the, you don't know what you'll got till it's gone type thing. So we get the setup of who this guy is to all these different people and their different ideologies about him. Clark questioning his own identity, uh, and how he fits into the world. And then it's all tested by his death. Luthor sends a submarine to find where in the Atlantic uh, the meteorite lands, and it's cool to get like this, uh, a lot of the Atlantean tech in this. I Once again, one of my favorite movies of the Dukamu is Throne of Atlantis. Uh, I have to say it like that because Sam Witwer's delivery throughout that movie is just so overacted. Although I do think that Sam Witwer is a good actor. It's badass seeing Doomsday take out Atlanteans and, and the LexCore sub. Uh, that was sick. Really great shot of a shark swimming above Doomsday after he does so. What up, Thomas B. Wilmot? Um, then we get this mundane JL meeting. I thought this was funny. Uh, Aquaman, Lantern, Flash, Batman, Martian Man, Wonder Woman, Superman. It's great seeing all of them together. Uh, did I mention Lantern? Yeah, I mentioned Lantern. Flash and GL make fun of Batman for having a parent-teacher meeting. Uh, this is where we get some Batman continuity. He mentions Damien. It's, of course, Jason O'Mara. I thought it was interesting, too, that like they don't have huge parts in this, the rest of the Justice League, but uh, big enough that they got most of the voice cast back, or all of the ones who actually had speaking parts and had been previously cast. Um, Clark asked Barry about telling Iris or not about a secret identity, so... Uh, Barry goes, or you know, Batman goes. He's getting married. Talking about Barry somehow, <laughs> like somehow someone's gonna marry this guy. Um, and then that prompts Clark to go, like, are you gonna tell her about who you are? And he goes, of course. Like that's what a marriage is about. It's about, um, what does he say? It's about trust, and it's about, you know, being your true self with someone else, sharing your life with someone. The Kents come to town. Again, who is Clark really? Who is Superman? Perfect. you got to incorporate the Kents. It's interesting seeing them off of Kent Farm, but um, 
crucial to the story nonetheless. Small town farmers aren't super open, and he's hiding his true identity. I was saying this before about, like, Clark says to Lois, I was taught not to talk a lot about myself, which is revealed in the scene when the Clarks, uh, when the, when the Kents come to town and he's rushing Lois, which is so awkward. Like, you know, they have this nice dinner and, and Lois and the Kents are getting along, but he like rushes her out. Um, I love getting, I was mentioning before, uh, Aquaman and Atlanteans in this. It's good. It's a good idea testing the power levels of Doomsday with Atlanteans and a super deep water setting. Like the meteorite crashes in the Earth, that logically would lodge itself somewhere deep into the ocean. But this dude, like super, super pressurized, ultra pressurized levels of of Earth. He's just walking around. No, and and Atlanteans are you know magically supernaturally powered. Um, he's just taking everybody out. Like it, it ain't no thing. So it's cool seeing, you know, the super deep water settings, then another similar power level taking out this huge brown bear at a campsite. So now we're seeing doomsday's power, uh, on land. <laughs> um, then it's a great idea. Of course, having doomsday beat the entire justice league, the, true power test for the man of steel so and then right before that i thought this is a funny line isn't there a wayne or a kardashian you should be chasing and lois asked that to cat grant who is um you know she just keeps throughout again I, I love their girl talk about clark and that's our way of getting the exposition of lois's kind of feelings about the relationship is through her girl talk with cat grant um and seeing Clark in a relationship, you know, like who is this guy once again? How is he? How is he going to deal with the whole secret identity? So it's cool to see girl talk as well. And Lois Lane is so reluctant to have it, but you have a an investigative reporter essentially like beating it out of her, and that's just such a great line. Don't you have a Wayne or a card? Isn't there a Wayne or a Kardashian you should be chasing? Because in this world, Wayne would be like on TMZ along with the Kardashians. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is the intro to both Hawkman and Martian Manhunter in the Dekamu. I, I'm pretty sure before this movie, we don't meet either of them. So that's pretty cool. I said this before, this is, I'm also pretty sure, the first solo Superman in this universe. Um, ironic since it is his death, but... <laughs> Clark reveals his identity to Lois. Classic moment, man. I mean, you know, she goes, you never take vacations. You never sweat, you never tan. It all makes sense. And this right here, yeah, once again, this is why it's my favorite part. I'm just a guy from a small town who wants to do the right thing. That is Superman. And then, dude, my last secret, he writes that in the note after overhearing the phone conversation when he's got to, you know, respond to Doomsday, when he hears about this monster taking everything out. Uh, bounces, leaves money for the check, but then leaves the note. Because that's the other thing he wanted to tell her. Because he's like, I have something else to tell you. Oh, like, if, if I was going to roll a tear in this movie, that would be it. Um, not when she tells him at the end and they're actually together and he actually saves Earth or dies. <laughs> but her reading that note, I just think that is so good. And that he wrote it in that small amount of time, in that flash amount of time. That's beautiful, too. Like, him using his powers to do super romantic things. Um, I didn't even mean to say super right there. Hey. You know, so he's Superman, but he's also Clark Kent. 
Oh, sorry. So my last secret. I love you. This like Lois is Clark's connection to humanity. He's Superman, but he's also Clark Kent, and Clark's in love with Lois and wants to have a normal life when he can. You know, he is all of these things, and it's fascinating to see that in this movie and, and really well played out. Action in this movie is fantastic. Said this before. Nearly the second half of this movie is action. Like Doomsday fights the Justice League at minute 40 and this movie is an hour and 20 uh so you know 40 in 40 out is the battle of doomsday diana i'd call you out monster rosario just absolutely crushing it she's got some great lines in this there's also some cool stuff once again with her um you know callbacks to their relationship prior to that because i was saying earlier with that poll that clark has dated both lois and um and diana in this so you know there's callbacks to her going like yeah i wasn't a fan of you hiding your identity and is this your way of saying this is none of my business yep (laughs) so we get funny stuff uh with that we also got in justice league war some moments with when they were dating and Lois Lane came in and was like, you know, they were they were eating together. And she goes, are you just having lunch or is this a date? She goes, no, it's a date. <laughs> um, so, yeah, cool callbacks to that. But Wonder Woman, yeah, again, has some great lines. And when she's fighting, she's just such a badass. And it's perfect that she would be the last line of defense. Like, she's essentially the cavalry before the cavalry, who is Superman, is the last line of defense would be Diana of Themyscira out of the whole Justice League. He had already, like, Batman and Cyborg were done. Uh, Hawkman he had taken out earlier on. Lantern he had taken out. Like, Doomsday was cleaning up. Um, sorry, so Diana, I call you out, monster. Then Doomsday pounds Diana into the ground, breaks the sword just like owns Diana, they gave just enough time to make it believable. Like, she puts up a fight and longer than the other members of the league, but, you know, again, takes her out. Uh, her line, take him down, Clark. Don't hold back or he'll kill everyone. What a great line. That Superman v. Doomsday, baby. I don't know what hole you crawled out of or where you came from, but I'm sending you back. What a good line, dude. Like, Jerry O'Connell kills it. The music's good. They do a cool, like, slow... Um, kind of pan on him with dark side i think and like the foreground kind of blurred out and you just get superman across the street like i don't know what hole you crawl out from but like we're done here bitch i'm taking you out so badass this is where lois names it doomsday we get our uh, self-titled doomsday as as the reporter uh superman is a symbol of hope as always i should have probably mentioned this is that you know this guy is a symbol of hope. Uh, it was my criticism of a, a lot of the DCEU, a lot of the recent live action stuff, but then I ended up loving about the Snyder Cut. And I said in my recent Snyder Cut uh, review that, you know, on the YouTube channel and the Above and Batman Beyond uh, podcast is that, like, finally he was a symbol of hope again, I felt, or for the first time in this whole universe was a symbol of hope. And why it made speaking of death of superman you know you have death of superman at the end of bvs but it was like why do i care and there was no time to mourn in that movie 
So this was great because like we cared about him throughout this whole movie, and uh, then in Rain we got time to mourn a bit, and in, and in Snyder Cut there was time for Lois Lane to mourn and get coffee for twenty minutes in slow mo, you know. <laughs> No, but there was great moments of mourning and time that they gave. So he, when he finally does show up in the black suit and shit, it, it really counts. I thought they did a great job with that. And, um, you know, sorry. So Superman is a symbol, classic symbol of hope. In this case, our last hope. Like, literally our last hope. Wonder Woman's done. The military can't do anything. And it's up to Clark. I also, like, as we ask who is Superman, it's also, this movie's a bit about Lex proving himself, right? It's, uh, Superman tying down, or, sorry, so it's like, Lex is is watching all this on the news going like, man, where, who, who could have sent this to Earth? And while he wants to take out Superman, his mission to take out Superman and, like, to take out any future Superman, all of a sudden, as this is happening... You know, his solution essentially has arrived, but that solution also comes at the price of not just Superman, but this guy wants to kill everything. And Lex Luthor is like, look, you know, kind of, and I think he's also jealous too that he didn't get to kill Superman or doesn't get to, to battle to, to put up that same level of fight because um, he is Lex Luthor. It's his arch nemesis, of course. But... You know, so there's some jealousy there, but it's also mostly like, don't destroy Metropolis, and that's what Doomsday was there to do. He is the Doomsday. Superman tying down Doomsday with the suspension bridge cables. Like, holy shit. Fighting on that that suspension bridge fight was fantastic. Um, and then just tying him up like a bow. <laughs> like, takes one of the... Ties him to like one of the columns with those huge ass suspension cables. Um, that was just a cool shot. And then, really good moment saving the kid. You know, Dark Side or Dark Side. Uh, Doomsday had shocked the bridge in some way where all this debris is flying down. And um, Bruce saves this kid. And it's just this really good moment going, Go back to your mom. Everything's going to be okay. Like, that's Superman. You know, like he's the guy who can convince a kid even though the biggest monster ever that's ever arrived to earth is taking everything out in sight he can still convince you that everything is going to be okay if there's anyone you'll believe it's him again the symbol of hope the last hope we've got a call on the cavalry i am the cavalry oh what a line i kind of mentioned this before but lois lane when they have their uh kind of last moment before he gets ultimately taken out but like um, well, not their very last, but second to last, I guess. They're on top of the building, and he saves her from the helicopter, and she's just like, we've got to call the cavalry. Like, you can't go after this guy. It's suicide. Like, we've got to call on the cavalry. I am the cavalry. Oh! So good. Then the building beam baseball bat doomsdays into space. What up, Harley Quinn 505? Um, just fucking eye beams the top of this building beam and then <laughs> baseball bats doomsday into space i mean very soon enough gets headbutted repeatedly and pounded literally to death well not quite to death but gets impaled to death but yeah i mean that was still such a sick shot um love that lex tells them 
to keep the camera rolling. So Lex arrives in his fucking Lex suit with the, I guess it's not Kryptonian powered at this point, but um, kind of an adaptation of the classic, like, you know, neon green suit and he's powering around. And then he's just such an egomaniac that he tells, uh, he's like, you know, Jimmy and uh, Lois, keep the cameras rolling. And then he goes, Metropolis has always been under the protection of Lex Luthor. After he starts pounding fucking Doomsday, he's like, this is my city, essentially. He pulls the uh, Joker line with the Russians in Dark Knight. This is my city. Ironically, he has similar goals to Superman, so I think this is interesting. Like, uh, for a movie that's all about character work and identity and looking at who Superman is, questioning his own identity, who better than to have his arch nemesis, his uh, mirror house kind of flipped version of himself uh sorry yeah funhouse mirror is what i meant to say flipped version of himself as the arch nemesis um to protect to protect metropolis like they want to protect it in very different ways they have obviously you know crazy different varying philosophies but they both want to protect metropolis i know this guy what up at batman underscore beyond underscore fan page my boy my good friend eli benson and co-host here on Above and Batman Beyond. Um, I'm supposed to win. I love that line from Lex Luthor. <laughs> like, as he's pounding Doomsday, he is just... Or no, as Doomsday is pounding him, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not like he's scared, because he's not. It's His ego is that big that he would, like, rather probably get killed knowing that he beat Superman or that he's won in some way. So it's not that he's scared... He's just going, I'm supposed to win. And this is where I think Rain Wilson is perfect casting for Lex Luthor. Like, I didn't really, I wasn't a big fan of that casting before that. Uh, but I think that with parts like like the petty sides of, of Lex Luthor and probably maybe why he was cast. Like, if they're going to do this Luthor in this Decamu, this animated universe, um, to do him this way, Rain Wilson is probably perfect for that. Um, <laughs> Doomsday is so brutal tossing around Superman in that last sequence like when he tears the cape and then throws it and ultimately like that's the flag and that's the kind of like um, cover art and everything for this whole fucking movie what up Andre Zim 16 you know it's just so brutal when he's whipping him around he like strangles him with it tears it off um, I mean even the fabric is tough on Superman. That's Kryptonian fabric, dude. <coughs> Lois throws rocks at Doomsday. That is so Lois Lane, dude. It's like this monster who is the most powerful thing we've ever seen, who even Superman is about to die from. Lois is throwing rocks at this dude. And then as she's about to die, talk about balls, dude. And this is what I love about her. And, and the question someone asked before, would you like Lois Lane to ever get superpowers? I don't think so because... This is how badass she is. She's a reporter and it still has the balls to be like, I'm going to stand here and I'm about to get impaled, but I want to tell this man I love him and I will fight you. What up, NJ, NJ Jersey Juice? I know this guy too. My two great friends are here. Uh, Batman underscore beyond fan page. Lex is Dwight from The Office. Yes, he is. Rain Wilson. Um, I didn't love that casting, but I think, again, if we're seeing kind of these petty sides of Lex Luthor, I think that Rain Wilson is perfect because obviously Dwight is super petty. And he's bent on domination in a really funny comic book way. 
Um, so yeah, it's just crazy. Like she's got the balls to throw rocks at this thing with no hope at all. Um, and then as Doomsday's approaching her and growing his fucking tusks and, and is about to impale her, <coughs> you know, she brings him back to life. I got your note and I love you too. And that's what wakes up Clark. So Clark has been laid out. He's about to die. Uh, and that's what gives Clark the strength he needs for one last attack. Like, that's Superman, dude. Superman represents love, man. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, talking about identity and what this guy represents and what he means to all these different people, you know, it's not that she she doesn't just love him for, you know, him being a Superman. Like, she doesn't just love that he's one of the best-looking men ever and more capable in the sack or whatever her reasons are for the more obvious base reasons for loving Superman. Um, it's that he is once again, like she doesn't take bullshit. She could have any guy she wants and she still loves this like kind of quiet farm boy, humble. Um, I'm just a guy from a small town who wants to do the right thing, even though he's the most powerful man in the world. Um, even though he's not perfect, but like, that's who she loves. And so that love bringing him back to life, I just thought, like, fucking how good is that? Um, and then the – so when he comes back, it's just like one last blast. And he comes out with two classic Superman fists coming flying at the screen. And then he hits Doomsday, busts his neck like 180 degrees, snaps his neck. But at the cost of – like in the end of uh, BVS, you know, um, sorry, Doomsday impaling Superman and holding him up with the super sad, like the cape is pointing through, like you could tell he got impaled. This is where this universe is not as graphic as Jail Dark Apocalypse War, because, uh, you know, you don't see it get impaled through the back, but you see the point, like through the cape, he's holding him up. Uh, but then that line of, you know, it, it is that thing and she's like yes it's dead we're all safe and then he goes but this fucking line dude good it's all i've ever wanted beside you oh like that is superman come on man telling lois lane like all i've ever wanted was for the people to be safe i don't need to live to see it i just want to know everyone's safe and but i i did want you like i he's also the human He's also the guy who wants, you know, ultimately, if not a family, you know, to be with Lois. Um, it's good shit, man. So the world seeing his cape waving at the sight of the rubble, everyone kind of seeing that footage around the world, that was pretty deep. Um, again, who does Superman mean to you? That's a big theme of this. Um, and then that, that speech at his funeral. An exam I love this. I highlighted this. An example to reach beyond ourselves. Superman. Uh, I just thought that was... Oh, sorry. Yeah, an example to reach beyond ourselves. So, obviously, none of us have Kryptonian powers. But, like, this guy is that thing to reach toward, right? Um, probably what Nietzsche... If you're not a Nazi and you want to interpret Nietzsche's Ubermensch super Womo theory, it's just that, like, let's just try to achieve that uh, and put a little more thought into our daily lives and you know, maybe humanity can move beyond kind of the bullshit that we do. Um, let's reach beyond ourselves and what we're, what we think we're capable of. Let's be more confident. Let's, uh, help somebody out when we don't feel like it. 
you know, whatever. Sacrifice, really, uh, is what ends up being what this character means, right, by the end of this, too. Um, that's a big part of the list for this guy. And then that other line, Superman was kind of like family. I thought that was good. Uh, the League, quote, lost their friend and their leader. Sad for the League, too. Um, you know, this whole funeral scene is sad. But Batman, of course, doesn't attend the funeral, which is fucked up. Um, maybe it's not. Maybe that's just a Batman thing. You know, it also could have been because Batman was so injured. He is a human, so he could have just... And he was, like, all bandaged up. But you saw Ace the Bat-Hound. The one and only time, I think, I'm pretty sure this is the one and only time we see Ace the Bat-Hound. Why didn't we get any more Ace the Bat-Hound? I have a Batman Beyond podcast. Why no Ace the Bat-Hound throughout this whole Dekamu? Uh, but yeah, Ace is standing there with Damien and Bruce at the window, like during the whole voiceover of the funeral, man. Lex Luthor speaking <clears throat> at Superman's funeral. Uh, the irony of that is just as obvious as it gets. I will miss those late night chats on my balcony. <laughs> what a dick. You know, because he's like, Superman obviously, Superman and I obviously had our differences, but, um, you know, we did reach understandings about humanity or some bullshit. I will miss those late night chats on my balcony. Last time he saw him on his balcony, Superman threw a, an apocalyptic piece of metal shrapnel and lodged it into his, quote, balcony. So, fuck you, Lex Luthor. <coughs> For Superman, always in our hearts. Um, I don't even remember who said that, but that's a good line, too. <coughs> uh, Lantern lights the fire under Superman's statue. I thought that was very good. I mentioned this line before from Bibbo, uh, kind of the everyday man. Who is Superman to you? You know, for a guy who goes like, why would you let him die? Talking to God. Why would you let him die and a redneck like me live? What up, Alex Guypo? But yeah, to see, you know, who this character means to all these different people, uh, Bibbo was a good example. Old school Kryptonian, Rocket busts out of Star Labs or wherever they had the Kryptonian tech from their interview earlier on uh, in the movie that I was talking about. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? <clears throat> this thing seems to like activate itself and just shoot up through the ceiling of, the, um, of where they're studying at that museum type place. Um... Sorry, we see Superman's grave open and Superman's silhouette flying above his grave statue. Dun, 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 dun. I wonder what that means. Um, then post-credits. So then, yeah, obviously credits, that's the end of the movie. <coughs> Four post-credits. I thought it was cool in the post-credits because this is, again, a two-parter. It's part of the Dekamu. The Dekamu had a bunch of post-credits throughout, which is cool. It's like... A post Iron Man world when these movies are coming out. They started in 2013. Justice League Dark, or sorry, uh, Justice League uh, Flashpoint Paradox. So it's only a couple years after Marvel. So we're trained with superhero movies by this point to, uh, as Kevin Smith says, we're trained to sit through the credits. <coughs> so it's cool that Ikamu did this throughout these movies. There was a bunch of post credit sequences. Um, not in every movie, but in a lot of them. And one of them is Superboy breaking out. We saw Superboy earlier on in the Lex Luthor facility. I should have mentioned this at LexCorp. He's like developing all these um, other super beings to take over in the case that Superman either dies or so he could compete with Superman. 
have the more powerful super being. John Henry Irons forging his steel suit. Oh, dude, steel. <coughs> I'm surprised Reign of Superman isn't my favorite out of this because John Henry Irons, uh, there were two episodes I always look forward to in the Superman animated series when it would come on back in the day in, in the 90s, 97 through 99, I think it, it ran, because uh, there was the Batman Superman adventures and they would be back to back. And when it would be like, the Superman episodes, I was always keeping my first... First of all, I was waiting for Batman. Because I think Superman came on first, so I'm just like waiting for Batman, counting the minutes. And But uh, it was always the Steel episode that I wanted to see. I just, for whatever reason, I loved Steel so much. I think it was partly out of fascination of the live-action movie. I'm like, is that the Shaq Steel character? Like, what the hell? Um, since I wasn't a comic kid, you know, that was just like a fascinating thing. But anyway, John Henry Irons forging the fucking Steel... S. That was pretty dope. Uh, and the, the way these post-credits would go, it would be like credits, and then Superboy breaks out. Credits, John Henry Irons forging the steel suit. Credits, <coughs> the old school rocket forms the Fortress of Solitude, and we see Superman floating outside of it with a cape flying in the wind, iconically. Um, yeah, that old school rocket like arrives at the North Pole and starts to rumble. And then we get to see some very, like, Superman 78 icicles start to form a fucking fortress. Oh, man. Like, uh, you know, to, where we get to see Kryptonian-type scenes like, Jor-El, be reasonable. <laughs> it's actually on Krypton from Super 78. But um, it's those very Kryptonian-type, uh, sorry, um, icicles. And then finally, uh, Cyborg Superman flies toward the screen with a bloody S. I mean, by, I always say that, <clears throat> and that is not even just credits. That's the WB symbol. That's post-post-credits, uh, the end. But yeah, man, I always say like uh, Hardak and Cyborg, or not Cyborg Batman, but when uh, Hardak Batman... Combining Batman the Animated Series and a Terminator face, you couldn't combine two of my more favorite things. Then do that with Superman. I love that. And the fact that I'm not a Superman fan and it's always like, ooh, Batman. Not Batman v Superman like the movie, but oh, Batman over Superman, let's say. I like that he's like evil, but it's a robot. Um, man, maybe I will like Reign of Superman more. There's so much in it. We have robot Superman. We have... I should say Cyborg Superman. We have uh, John Henry Irons. Uh, so that is our Death of Superman Q&A from the 2018 Death of Superman. Thank you to everyone who participated in the Q&A. Uh, the audio from this, once again, will be on our DC Animated Movie Show podcast. Please subscribe to the pod if you don't already. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, we are DC Animated Movie Show. And don't forget about the DCAMS YouTube series. You can find that show on our Above and Batman Beyond channel. So please be sure to subscribe there as well so you don't miss an app. Speaking of DCAMS, last episode was our Q&A for 2020's Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, the endgame level finale to the 15-film DC animated movie universe. And a DC live action yesterday was our podcast episode for my reaction to the Suicide Squad trailer. And we also did a two-part review for Zack Snyder's Justice League as well. Just like the YouTube channel that's on our Above and Batman Beyond podcast, so please subscribe to that pod as well. You can find that show on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, El Collecto, now that you mentioned Superboy, I would love to see him team up with Terry. Have they ever teamed up? <coughs> it's a good question. I know in the 
in the call, there is the older Superman, uh, of course, in the animated series. And then in the comics, there's some Superman Beyond. But I'm pretty sure that's Clark. Um, just an older Clark Kent. So, but Batman Beyond fan page, let us know. Or anyone in chat. Um, has Superboy ever teamed up with Terry McGinnis? So let us know after the podcast at, uh, at Batman <coughs> excuse me at Batman Beyond Media and at DC Animated Movie Show throw us a DM let us know uh, so again today we have uh, today was our IGQ&A of Death of Superman thanks Beyond to everyone who participated uh, I said this before 2018 Death of Superman is now streaming on HBO Max along with the entire Decamu in fact uh, the entire DC animated movie universe of which Superman is a part and again when I was sick I watched all 15 of the movies <laughs> So they're all there. So for the pod listeners, if you don't already, please follow us on Instagram. Again, we are at Batman Beyond Media. And be sure to join us for our next Q&A. And we also have an Instagram for the show itself. Follow us there as well. We are at DC Animated Movie Show. I have been Benjamin David. And remember, animated, we stand.